The Mother Loving Future Show, hosted by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown. Because this week's episode starts in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. We are your hosts, Amber and Jenna. Yay. And today we have Anna Brown with us, guiding us through an ascension guide. Hi, Anna, all the way from mystical Missouri. We're so grateful (laughs) to have you with us today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for this co-creation. Oh yes, my gosh. right very, back at you. Very excited to get into today's topic. Before we get even further into this amazingness, I am so proud to announce that this episode's sponsor is Anne Marie Skincare. Woohoo! Anne Marie Skincare has a treasure trove of creative organic skincare products, which are wild crafted with the planet in mind. Get a sample kit by following the link in this episode's show notes at themotherlovingfuture.com. Well, I was about to introduce our amazing guest to everybody. So Anna is a new earth way shower and ascension guide. She assists awakening light beings all over the world by the guiding light of heart-centered consciousness. You can find Anna on YouTube and social media to support you on your awakening journey. And Anna also holds private sessions for those who would like extra assistance on their ascension journey. And that's a great service because the ascension journey can be a rocky path. We need about a million, trillion, billion more of you guiding the rest of humanity through this ascension process, Anna. I got lots of questions. I was going to say, like you were saying, it's a very rocky journey. It can be rocky. And that's why we have, you know, these podcasts, these, the YouTubes, the posts on Instagram as reminders, because we're all just like reflecting off each other to remind each other that we have the power, right? So thank you for reminding others and for having me on here to help remind us all of our true innate light. So thank you guys. Mm, Absolute pleasure. And you're right about that. It seems to be a bit of a untangible, ambiguous, almost process, which is harder for the linear mind to understand what's going on. So for someone who's dissected it and decoded it like yourself, it's such a, you're such a valuable tool to be able to, in a grounded way, communicate what's actually going on and um, how to move forward with this. So you're you're doing a, a huge favor for humanity at this point. Thank you, Anna. Big time. Oh, Thank you for your service. You. I'm so honored. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. So just to help our audience be crystal clear on today's topic, Jenna, do you have a definition for the Ascension Guide? Yes. So this is my definition for the Ascension Guide. We are path-cutting a new paradigm in human bodies. This has never really been done before, so it is hard to look uh, to others for guidance. Those who are way-showers in the ascension process are those who have strengthened their internal communication system to spirit, learned to move with resonance, and live from the heart. Wow. Gosh, that was perfect. Do you have anything to add to that, Anna? That was was crystal clear. That was perfect. That was... 
right on. I would not add anything to that. It's just we are living fully in alignment with our higher self and our heart chakras. So we we live through resonance. You, the new human lives through energy. It's it's all a game of vibration and resonance. What is aligned in this now? So that definition was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Incredible. So let's start from the very beginning. Okay. Yeah. Anna, do you want to give us an explanation of what ascension is? Yeah, guys. So basically what we're doing is we're raising our physical body's vibration to match that of our higher self. So it's like you were saying, it's a resonance game. It's a vibration game. So as we raise our physical body's vibration, we actually activate DNA strands. Okay. So the higher we vibrate, um, more DNA turns on. Okay. So it's holographic in nature until we activate it. As we activate it, it rebundles and restructures and think of the DNA like a film strip for a movie. As we activate the film strip, what do you think is going to happen? The external reality reflects the new DNA strands that have been activated. So you are literally, all of us are walking projectors of consciousness. As we vibrate higher, more of the soul descends into the body. So the physical body is ascending, the soul is descending, and we meet in the middle. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense because we're trying to embody that, those higher aspects of ourselves. And mm. then um, in order to embody those higher aspects, we're going to need our physical vessel to match that vibration. So one is coming down into embodiment and one is going up towards higher frequency. Yes. And what Amen. is the formula Amen. or the roadmap to um, ascend? Like right, well, how does got- one know how to follow their higher self? All right, guys. Well, first we got to be present. We have to awaken. We have to be awakened out of form, right? So in the third dimension, we're unconscious. We're running on programming, conditioning. It's all program. It's not even yours, right? It's just handed down by your culture, society, your mommy, your poppy, all of this stuff, right? And then we wake up and we're like, oh my God, wow, there's actually a choice. There's an option. There's another route. I can actually focus, right? And so that's when we bring presence. We start with practicing presence in mindfulness so that we can actually observe the inner landscapes, right? So we can observe the programming that's going on because your body holds the matrix, okay? So step one is presence. You have to be fully there. You have to have space between you and the body, you and your thoughts, you and your emotional body. That is step one. That's one part of ascension. And then once you're there, you can start reprogramming the subconscious, okay? Which means thinking new thoughts. New thoughts lead to new beliefs. New beliefs lead to new choices. And new choices lead to a new experience. And that is what we call evolution. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, that was so eloquently and poetically put. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) So what type of practices do you personally use on the daily to keep yourself in that zone of presence and self-observation and new programming? Yeah. Yeah. So first thing, every time, every morning when I wake up, as soon as my eyes open, um, because, you know, programming wants to come in, your ego wants to come and say, you got to do this, you got to do that. This happened yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Right. So first thing I do is I ask myself a question while I'm still laying in bed. That question is this. What is the greatest expression of me that I can be today? And then I just sit there for, you know, maybe 30 seconds and I kind of meditate on it, envision myself as the brightest, most empowered, loving person I can be in that now right? And then I get up and I come downstairs and I do not touch my phone for 30 minutes, no technology, 30 minutes. Okay. And then I sit and I meditate and I meditate on my heart chakra. Okay. So where we place our focus is where we place our energy. So by naturally sitting focused into the center of the, the, the heart chakra, which is in the, the sternum, right behind the sternum, we're sending consciousness there. We're sending energy there. 
So, I mean, right now, as you're listening to this, guys, just drop into your heart. Place all of your awareness on your on your heart chakra, your drishti. And naturally, you'll start to feel energy flood there, maybe an opening, maybe a sensation of love or gratitude, right? So that is what I do for at least a minimum of 10 minutes. I will close my eyes and meditate on my heart center, and I will bring forth gratitude consciously. I meditate until I feel gratitude in my heart. And then once I feel gratitude, like a glimmer of gratitude in my heart, I I just, I marinate in it as in like, I'm in a bubble of gratitude. So what I'm doing when I meditate on gratitude is I'm in training my vibration for that, right? So that is what I'm saying. I want to see this in my day. This is what I'm going to focus on. This is what I'm going to embody. So it's very important that at the beginning of the day, we take time to embody the energy we want to see because the internal and the external are one. Does that whole process make sense? Oh my gosh. Brilliant. So brilliant. Like it's it's so simple, but so revolutionary. So thoroughly revolutionary. (laughs) I love it. And when you asked (laughs) us to drop in and practice that, I just felt every single cell in my body open and expand. Ah. And we all know that that place of openness and expansion to life and people and love that has that beautiful ripple effect of manifesting these opportunities and these conversations Mm. and this healing and these miracles. And you're right. It completely changes the trajectory of your life. And what a brilliant way to intentionally set that vibration in your body and in your life every morning. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Um, I wanted to know, did you have some sort of, uh, enlightenment moment or awakening when, moment, yeah, an awakening moment. What was your journey towards this realization of the ascension process? Now, so for, so all of our journeys are really different, guys. It really depends on our soul's theme and what we're here to do. So if I look back in retrospect and look at my life, I would say my whole life has been an awakening, right? Because as a child, I was having paranormal experiences, which some would say that's an awakening because I was tapping into dimensions that most people couldn't see, right? I oh, would come on, um, tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Them. So, so I, okay. So I would like, I would, as a child, I would lay in bed and I would see like white as, a, apparitions, like flying around my head in a circular motion. So I would see things I would see it. And I could, then you could feel, I could feel the energy, but as a kid, I'm like, what is this? I don't know. You know, I was Catholic. I was watching Amityville horror and all the Halloween movies. So of course I was, <laughs> you know, I, it poltergeist ghosts, all this ooky spooky stuff. So I, I was afraid of it. I was very scared, but I would also have, objects move, doors would open and close in front of me, Um, all of these kinds of things. So I was already like knowing there's, there's more going on here, way more going on. Right. Um, And as a child, I I did this weird thing, which I would lay in bed and maybe you guys have done this. And I would repeat, I was like six or seven. I would just say my name, like a mantra. I would say, Anna, 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 and over and over again in my mind, like a, like a mantra before I fell asleep until the point I had this experience where my ego detached and I was there as pure consciousness. And I was like six or seven. And I was like, I don't know who Anna is. I don't, it, it was like this weird breakaway from the identity as a six or seven year old, but I didn't know how to label it because I wasn't reading the power of now or anything about enlightenment. But in that moment, that would have been called 
an enlightening experience because I broke away from my ego. But the whole, this whole journey has been nothing but just awakening, awakening, awakening. But I would say the largest catalyst was when I broke up with my five and a half year relationship in college. And that, of course, is a catalyst for awakening, right? When we have a breakdown, we mm-hmm. always have a breakthrough. So that would be like mm-hmm. my big catapult, if you will. And what happened when that, if you don't mind sharing, like how did that catapult you? So I was in college, like I had no money, really. We've been together for five and a half years. I was super insecure. I was really codependent, right? Um, But I knew I needed to break up with this person. And so I did. But of course, all your stuff comes up, right? All your insecurity, blah, 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 all of this stuff, right? And I was working at a grocery store at the time as a a cashier. And um, I met my boyfriend at this store and we ended up getting together and it was like really passionate, everything. And then three months later, I'm pregnant with my daughter, Luna, which she is a gift and she was another catalyst. So it was kind of like, Ooh, a relationship ends. And then I get with another one and then I have i uh, I'm pregnant and blah, 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 blah. Right. Wow. I'm still with um, my boyfriend, Michael. We have our beautiful daughter, Luna. She's three and a half years old. And that right there, that was an ultimate catalyst. Cause without my daughter, mm-hmm. I would not be as embodied as I am today. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Motherhood. <laughs> the greatest activator mm-hmm. in all ways. Right. It's going to break down whatever needs to come down and rebuild. Mm-hmm. Hopefully what's you know moving us towards our higher self wow nothing quite like motherhood to shake you awake beautiful oh my god (laughs) so jenna and i often have this philosophy um the spiritual isolation situation we call it Uh, what was it the the transformation transformation isolation isolation situation. situation can you tell us about how when you started your your true ascension journey and your eyes were awake to you know, the, the 5d world as, as you call it, how did your life change? What fell away? What opened up? How did you transform and move from the, the reality you knew life to be into your new perspective and your new reality? Oh, guys, in the beginning, it was uncomfortable, right? So think about mm-hmm. a baby who's being born into a world. They have no idea what's going on. That's like when you first awaken, you're like this, this ripe little baby that's learning how to like find its legs and figure out this world. You're like, what the hell is going on here, right? And so in, in the beginning, I was really, uh, you know, I was really gifted with this space because I was just at home with my daughter and I was working part, like part-time basically as a Pilates and personal trainer, Pilates instructor and personal trainer. So I was at home a lot, which was, I'm really grateful for. Did I have a lot of money? No, I did not have a lot of money at this time. It was just basically me and Luna and we were at home and I was doing a little bit here and there. So it was just all spiritual work, right? All going inward, focusing on presence and meditation and all of that. So I will say guys, in the beginning, you need a lot of alone time. This whole journey needs a lot of alone time so you can process, right? And really abide in your energy field and your connection instead of being around people constantly all of the time and being entangled with cords and consciousness and all of that stuff. So in the beginning, I was very blessed and gifted to have so much space. It was almost like an ashram. I was like a hermit, right? And I will say that's why I'm as in, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to interject really quick that if you look at like the stories of Jesus or Buddha or even Muhammad, they went into a cave mm-hmm. for like 40 days and 40 nights by themselves and meditated. And that's kind of how they got to the next level. So just to, so it all makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. So guys, I, and I've been in this cave time because where I'm at now is still, I'm in the middle of nowhere. 
uh, away from like massive consciousness, you know, and I'm really like in an ashram. I'm like in like a little, you know, and this is just a stepping stone, but I will say guys, you got to have a lot of alone time. You got to be able to have that connection strong with yourself. Cause when you go, when you fast from the world, literally fast from the world, you're going to find spirit within you. Okay. But if you have all of your focus externally on everybody else's business, you're not going to have a pure, clean connection. So awakening really does take some isolation guys. So don't think that that's wrong or that you're alone in that process because that is definitely part of your embodiment is isolation. It's not wrong. It's normal so that you can get integrated. Okay. Mm -hmm. Totally. I second that. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. And what was the process as you were upgrading and changing your inner world? How did that translate to your already established relationships, friendships, interests, uh, career? What did your family think? Oh, yeah. So I, in the beginning, like, I, because uh, when I was pregnant, I had Luna, I moved to my hometown, right, for extra support, all of this kind of stuff. And so I would have my sister ask me, hey, you want to go to church? You, sh- you should go to church, my dad would say, or this or this. And I'm just like, guys, let's just, you know, and I just would tell them my truth. This is what I believe. But I, was, I always have like a sense of humor with everything I do. So I make it really light. So I just had to get really comfortable with saying this is my path. This is my truth. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. But this is for me. Okay. And what really, really changes people is how you present something. It's your way of being, right? We teach through our way of being. So when they see me embodying love and being loving and high vibrational and aligned in my passion and joy, they're not so much like trying to force me to do stuff because they see that I, I've got my own thing going on and I'm embodying that. Right. And, um, not that I'm saying church is wrong or anything, but they started to see that they're like, well, she's not even going to any of these old things we used to do together, but look at her. You know what I mean? So we teach by our way of being, but in Mm -hmm. the beginning guys, my family tried to get me to do stuff that I wasn't right. And so I had to create space with that. I didn't talk to my family as much. Um, friends kind of fell by the wayside. Yes. Jobs. I had to quit jobs. I was a personal trainer for a while, asked to quit that, had to quit it without even having a plan B. So guys, your reality will do a 360 because where you're going is a whole new reality. So jobs will go, pets will go, friends, everything will change, but you're worthy of change. And sometimes change looks like disaster in the beginning, but really a rebirth is taking place. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Jenna talks a lot about physical ascension symptoms as a indicator that there is something internally upgrading, shifting, shedding. Can you talk to us about any physical ascension symptoms that anyone listening to this may be able to relate to and say, bing, oh, maybe my internal world is upgrading and this is a positive thing? Yeah, it's like a soul quake. So like whenever you're changing paradigms, you're going to bump into your outdated belief systems, right? So like in the beginning, you have like this new vision. This is what I want to do. This is what I embody that I'm new earth now, all of this. And you're really excited, right? Or whatever it is you're trying to to do. And then day two will come or maybe a week later and all this emotion starts coming up. All of this stuff starts coming up. And you're like, what is going on, man? I was like, I'm high vibe. I'm rolling. I'm like doing my thing. It's because you're progressing. So ex- like an accelerated fashion, all of this stuff that's not in alignment with the new energy or frequency has to be shown to you. So a lot of the times our egos will think, oops, I did something wrong. And then we go into judgment bill and we bully ourselves and we keep that energy that's trying to be integrated, stuck in our fields instead of loving it and shining the light of consciousness on it so that it can be integrated. Right. So it's actually a very positive thing 
if you if you're conscious of the negative emotion, if you're conscious of the discomfort, but if you're not conscious of it, then it's a different story. Does that make sense? It so does. it's a good thing. Yeah. And just to kind yeah. of like embellish that, it's like I kind of see it as we um, have these like little pockets of of blockage or pockets of old paradigm belief systems, which in you know in my mind and vision does create like a stagnated energetic pocket, right? And so when the when yeah. we're when we are raising our frequency and we're upgrading our physical vessel, these need to get out of us, right? And so they are going to come to yeah. the surface to seek release. And when they do, whatever like outdated, like you said, outdated belief system or a stagnated emotion that's that's corresponding to that pocket will be f- usually felt, you know? And so that can be yeah. like why we have those symptoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is exactly right. We need to love and the easiest way to integrate guys, everyone's got their little modality, right? But the quickest way to integrate is to love it, to compliment and thank it. Okay. Think of it like these old emotions and beliefs, like co-workers, right? And you're the boss. They have served you for a really long time. Now, if you are an amazing boss, you're not going to just fire them and be an asshole, right? You're going to give them a two week notice. You're going to give them a cake and a party and thank them for serving you for 30, 40, 25, however many years, right? You get what I'm saying by that whole analogy? Mm. Have respect for the emotions and the programmings that have served you. Even if it was unconscious, it still served your path. Mm-hmm. You see, and that whole process is very hard to act like establish when you don't have the lens that you're discussing that mm. we're discussing today of ascension. Otherwise, you miss the the mark, and it's so easy yeah, to misinterpret yeah. what our bodies are going through or, tr- or beckoning us toward. So, I, I love that we're creating this context today of seeing emotional, yeah. physical, spiritual breakdowns as this opportunity for breakthrough throughs and being able to see where that's taking us. This is, this is so great. I love it. Yeah, and just, as, just, to, yeah. just as a living example of what Anna's talking about and Amber too, um, like I have the, since the Friday had this really bad and weird cough that actually is, it, I feel this tickle before I start coughing of exactly where, cause I know I'm aware of a couple blockages that are still left in my system that I'm trying to work through. You know, and these are blockages that have been there for maybe thousands of years, these energetic patterns. And mine are mostly in my throat chakra and in my lungs. And I've noticed that this cough has just, this violent cough has just come into my life. And it's just it's shaking up these places in my body. It's like literally exactly where these blockages are. And it's like, um, I'm coughing out the blockage. And when I'm coughing, I'm actually thinking, thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the surface to be released. I've, you know, just thank you so much gratitude. And it, instead of being like, oh, I need to go to the doctor. Do I have like bronchitis? Like what's wrong with me? I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And speaking of letting go of toxic elements in our life, this is the perfect moment to mention that this episode's sponsor is none other than the incredible Anne-Marie Skincare. It is always important to consider what we are putting on our skin and nobody can attest to this more than today's sponsor, Anne-Marie Skincare. Anne-Marie Skincare carefully selects the highest quality of wild-sourced organic ingredients. I, for one, love their aloe herb cleanser. It just gives me that fresh and clean feeling. You are particularly glowing today, a little Mm -hmm. bit more than usual, Jenna. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Amory's products undergo a herbal infusion process for up to 30 days at low heat, which really sets them apart. My personal fave is their citrus stem cell serum. Those stem cells are working. I know. It feels like it. Get your sample kit, which includes a cleanser and a facial oil that is customized for your skin type, and which also includes a bonus trio of serums, including the probiotic serum, the citrus stem cell serum, and the anti-aging serum. You know you want it. Oh, I, I want to, I have it on my face right now. To get your $10 sample kit from Anne-Marie, click the link in this episode's show notes at themotherlovingfuture.com. Enjoy. Shall we get back into it? We shall. Let's do it. So let's pick up where we left off. Um, Anna, did you have a question? No, for I was just saying I had just talked about my, my cough. So your next question is ready. <laughs> Got it. Trying to think about where we left off. Okay. Okay. On that note, don't you think it's fascinating that, like, for instance, this week you said how you had a cough this week. This week. Uh, well, last night my husband got taken down with this sudden fever and sudden um, queasiness. The day before that, um, one of our best friends got taken down too. I woke up not feeling okay. And a lot of the time, yeah. Jenna talks about these waves of ascension that are literal energetic waves that are coming down from the cosmos, from the universe, moving us through these almost labor pains, yeah, as I you look like at them to describe as labor it. Pains, yeah. So of course, yeah. in our programmed mind, we're going to be looking at this as, oh, there's a bug going around LA, which, you know, right. could, could be a reality, but maybe that bug is manifested, a manifested entity that is moving something through us. Yeah. And, and, but just yeah. to, just to speak to that, like your husband and me have very different symptoms. Like your husband doesn't have a cough. He has what, like a stomach bug. Yeah. And fever, that might be where his bug. blockages lie because of whatever he's going through. He, they might more lie in the, in the stomach. So it's like, if it were a bug, like we would all have the same symptoms, you know? But don't you think it's interesting that we go in this community? There's, yeah. there's like these waves yeah. that a lot of people are riding yeah. together in our community community and we usually vibrate at the same place with our community. Hopefully. So I just think that it's interesting mm -hmm. that it goes in these waves and that it's usually a number of people that are experiencing things on this subtle or not so subtle level. Oh together. yeah. I'll do like a shout out on Facebook if I have feel this and I'll get like hundreds of people commenting being like, me too, me too, me too, all with different symptoms. And furthermore, I will look at the Schumann resonance because the Schumann resonance is like yeah. a, a measure of the electromagnetic, um, you know, it's actually almost like a Taurus field around the earth measure of yeah. that. And, um, Oftentimes, there'll be fluctuations in the Schumann resonance corresponding. This is so right. And if, to interject here too, guys, it's like we're all connected, all connected. So whatever goes on with Gaia or what is it, solar flares, anything, it's going to affect us, right? But just because we feel it, so we can have all these like what we would call purgings or clearings, right? Whatever it is, but we don't, like you guys were saying, we don't have to label it as something bad because that's Tenset, what happened, right? In the new age community, we can be like, man, I'm being, it's the waves or it's the solar flares or it's the, the, the retrograde, right? We tend to like still put the finger out, right? Instead of realizing, oh, okay, I'm feeling this way. I'm just time to integrate, time to go take a hot bath, make some hot cocoa and self-love it up, right? Because <laughs> we're going to feel stuff. It's just how am I responding to what's going on? That's mastery. It's really how do I, re how do I handle my energetic business, right? Mm, I love that. 
Anna, I wanted to ask you about a lot of people kind of have this conversation around once you discover the ascension process and you're practicing it, you're aware of it, and you're on that trajectory upwards towards ascension. Is it possible during your time on earth as in human form to reach a place within that ascension process where you mostly live there? Or do you think that we're always going to have that human element where you duck back down into those lower realms of consciousness and being? Have you? How often are you living in that space of full heart, open awareness and consciousness? Okay, so I'm just going to give you guys my point of view and you take what resonates, okay? Right. So to me, mastery, living 5D or higher, it's not that you don't have emotions. You just know how to handle your business. <clears throat> you know how to handle your energy, okay? So in the third dimension, like if someone triggers up, triggers us, we puke it back on somebody. We blame them. It's just like a ping pong match with the energy. We go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Instead of in the fifth dimension, if we get like a little trigger, we're just like, oh, okay. It's just like a wave on the surface and we raise our, we know how to raise our frequency naturally. We're okay. I'm going to go step outside. I'm, I'm feeling a little heated. I'm getting a little triggered. I'm just going to step outside, take a few breaths and I'm going to align with my heart. And usually that's all it takes to get into realignment. So living through the heart is just understanding I am responsible for what's going on in my body. And I can tend to all of that and not have anyone else affected by it. Does that make sense? So it's, I am in charge of my own inner universe and nobody is going to get puked on by what's going on inside of me. That is heart centered. That's, that is, that is what it is. It's just being a sovereign. So you're still going to have emotions because your emotions is your guidance system, right? It's your compass. So if we didn't have emotions, we wouldn't know like hot, cold, like am I in the right direction? That is our guidance. So we're always going to have emotions. It's just, what are you doing with Mm -hmm. it? Right? Oh, that's so beautifully put. And also people talk about it taking a lifetime to master something. You're really just constantly refining your your toolkit. Yeah. And having that perspective is the quickest way I would say to stay in that space. But of course, you're going to be human along the way. And, you know, I think, I believe yes. we can get to 5D. I really believe that. And I also think that, oh, what was I going to say? Oh my gosh, I had a point that I just lost. Well, if it comes back to me, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, why don't we talk <laughs> about 5D? Because some people may not be familiar with yeah, the let's term. Let's talk about, because yeah. you, do you want to step us through all the different Ds, <laughs> Anna? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So 3D is like, I'm completely unconscious. You're asleep. You're in the movie. You're in the play. You have no idea that you're beyond the character. 4D is when you're you're waking up, you're doing... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say 3D is where most of the reality of the humans on earth today lie, right? Wouldn't you say? I would say most, but there is a lot of people that are living on new earth. There is a lot of people who are very awake, but the majority is still asleep. Yes. So 3D is totally asleep, right? 4D is like, ooh, I'm awake. There's something more going on here. This is when we're doing all the spiritual stuff. We're reading all the books. We're doing all the saging. We're checking out the crystal shops. Like we're really just getting, we're finding out what works for us, right? We're really just kind of getting the taste of it all. And then 5D is when I am living through heart-centered consciousness. I am living through my higher self as my higher self. I know the other I'm communicating with is me. It's very much the golden rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated because the other is you. Okay. So it's very much this understanding of oneness, the law of one in unity consciousness. 5D is when you are living through your heart. It is open. There's no distortion. Okay. There's still going to be contrast. Some people think we're going to be on 5D and it's going to be like Disneyland. 
Like there's <laughs> no challenge. Okay. 5D, you're still going to have contrast because contrast is how the universe expands. It's desire is how you expand. So you're always going to have contrast on the edge of what you're living. Abraham Hicks is, says that. So whatever you're living, there will always be contrast because you are an infinite being and there is no end to how bright you can shine and form. So there is no destination, my friends. There is never a destination. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And we yeah. are creatures of duality mm-hmm. as is the universe, as is everything that ever was. There's that element of duality. So Wow. That's an incredible concept. Do you have something to say about Jen? Well, I was just going to just add that, like I've heard 4D described as a passageway where um, you're moving Mm -hmm. from 3D to 5D. And that's when you're going to be doing all the clearing work. That's when you're going to, like you said, um, investigating. And it's like, there's that passageway that sort of, you need to clear all this old patterning and that passageway I've heard you described as the 4D. Yeah, very much, very much. It's like a bridge. But I will say too, that there is people that I, you know, way showers who have been in 5D, way higher than 5D energies who still have clearings. So that's why I'm saying there's no that's end true. of this journey. You're always going to have some kind of internal something because this is an infinite journey. As long as you're in form, you're going to have contrast. You're going to be the Ouroboro eating its own tail. There will always be death and rebirth as long as you're in form. Mm, and you can have flashes of higher consciousness. Like I believe, like, I don't believe myself to be fully anchored in 5d because I'm still doing like clearing work and, and, you know, working on live, truly living in my heart and embodying my higher self. But I feel like I have definitely seen flashes of it. Like I've seen flashes of it and yeah. higher, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm certain yes. that I have. Yes. So it's like, you can, you can see it sometimes before you fully get there too. Oh, and I want to say too, that you've already been there. And a lot of the time your ego will rob you of the experience saying you're not there, but you are. So your mind is the last thing to play catch up with it. So a lot of the times people will enter the fifth dimension and be on new earth before like the mind and the body have played catch up. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is really what your, that's what your symptoms are. Your, your, your physical body's playing catch up to the already expanded consciousness because your body's what holds the density. Okay. Mm. So you're going to be on 5d before your body plays catch up to that. If that makes any sense. I think it does. Yeah. I, I, I think it does because mm-hmm. yeah, the mental state, it's like almost like the physical state comes from the mental state. So you're going to achieve the mental state first, and then you're going to see the physical state sort of uh, reflect. That. Yeah. But mental state is in yeah. that more awakened mental state where you're living in your heart and how that translates to the mental state, not the ego mental state. The, the heart just, based just to be clear. State. Yeah. The right. heart based mental state. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, we, we have had quite a few people reach out to us inquiring about what to do with the dilemma where you're living in the 4D slash 5D world, but your partner is in the 3D world, completely unaware of this um, journey and opportunity ahead of them. Anna, what advice would you give to someone who is in that situation? All right, my friend. So everything has to come into alignment with the soul. It has to come into alignment with the higher dimensions of light and love. That's everything, your job, your relationships, everything has to come into alignment. So you have to sit down with your lover, whoever it is, and you have to have a conscious conversation, explain to them you're on this path. This is your destiny. This is your journey. This is what you're here to do. 
You have to be very clear with your intentions, have a conscious conversation. If they are willing to take this journey with you, go for it. If they do not support you, if they do not want to walk hand in hand with you. And I don't mean like codependent. I mean, Hey, let's evolve together. Let's, let's be the best we can be together. Right. You're going to have to make a conscious decision to say, are we going to carry this on or are we not? And you're going to know you're intuitively going to know we're not here to save people, friends. Mm -hmm. We're not here to drag our lovers into the fifth dimension. (laughs) Everyone has a higher self. Okay. (laughs) And everyone has a higher self. Everyone has inner guidance. Okay. So get rid of that martyrdom. We're not here to save the planet. Okay. That's just martyrdom. What you're here to do is to align with your soul to see the perfection that already was. So you have to decide, is this person going to come with me? Are we going to evolve together? Or is this, is this the end of the road for us? You know what I mean by that? And only you can know that. But if you can sit down and have a conscious conversation, explain what's going on, you can do it together, but you can't force people. you got to honor people's free will. Okay. Does that make sense? Totally. It definitely and does. The way I see it is the greatest favor you can do to your partner if you're in this situation is be the way you ha- hold out your hand and, and invite them into that space with you is to yeah. simply be that 4D, 5D representation. Yeah. Be in your heart, be in your higher consciousness and reflect that in every aspect of your life. And it's almost this natural law of vibration. People are going to try match that to create that balance in your union. Or they'll become very uncomfortable and start screaming and running in the opposite direction. See, it's good. But at the same time, it believe that, you know, we have these soul contracts and people choose you because their soul knows you're a step that is going to help them in their evolution. And it's, it's kind of like you're sometimes we're with those partners and they chose us because you're going to ask them to come with you and you just got to stick into that spot. I, I've also noticed that sometimes what will happen in this case would be like, if you're in that fourth dimensional passageway where you're doing the clearing work and you're having emotions come up, especially with men, because they're so conditioned to be unemotional. Um, but a lot of times, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had, I've gone through like 10 years of this type of conversation with my husband, who's, you know, he's on the train with me, but I was sort of just like, got on on the train a little bit before him and then I we you know had to have a conversation around like this is my life's purpose like are you coming with me or not just kind of like you said and he right. wanted to come with me so that's great but he would throw back in my face along a while back when I was more doing a lot more clearing work he'd say like if I was going through emotions or having emotions come up or things that were uncomfortable parts of the process, he would like point his finger at me and he'd be like, this, this is what mm. you think it is. Like I would never want this for myself. Do you know what I mean? And that really hurt right. me deeply, right. but we did have a soul contract right. to continue to be together. And um, how it played out was that it just forced me to just get stronger and stronger within myself. And so yeah. it worked out, you know, but I could just see that, that maybe being a potential conversation that comes but up. But you becoming stronger yeah. and stronger within your own self and that commitment being refined and mm-hmm. strengthened every day was the beckoning yeah. of him moving mm-hmm. towards you. Mm-hmm. And now he's far closer towards you than he ever has been. Far closer. And that's because you're the magnet just by mm-hmm. being that space. He has to match you. And right. you know, and that was his sole contract. I he was a strong soul to have signed up to to walk with me in this life, I'll tell oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> smart, very smart, smart soul. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Anna, would you say personal yeah. question? You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but would you say that your partner is living in the 4D, 5D with you? 
Yes, absolutely. We had to have the same conversation, like the whole train thing. I was on the train first and I had to sit down and explain like, Hey, this thing's like really taking off for me. Like, whoa, like things are exploding for me. And this is my path. This is my destiny. We had to sit down and talk about this. And, you know, ours was a, like you were saying, a sole contract where he, he was playing out the character he had to play out. So I could embody my strength just like you sister. Mm-hmm. So yes, I had to have the conversation and it's, and it's worth it. I know you may be afraid to have the conversation friends at first, but it's worth it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation, open up that box and talk about it. Okay. Mm, so important. When, the day Carrie and I got <laughs> yeah. engaged, we were walking. He, we walked up to this little hill and overlooking our family farm and he popped the question. And then we were holding hands, like walking down on this like beautiful kind of sunsetty afternoon. And we started talking about the context of our union. We're not just, we're not wanting to go th- blindly through the motions of, oh, now we get married. Now we have a kid. I'm like, why, right. why are we doing this? What is the context and meaning and mission of our union? And on that day, we set something in motion where we were both very clear on our commitment to to use this union as a way to ascend together and keep each other in like on track and call each other up when the other is kind of falling asleep, as you like to say. So I really encourage people to begin their relationship with someone in a specific agreement and context. And then of course, along the way, we all, as you said, we're human and we all fall asleep at some point. But if the other person is committed to the same mission, it's most likely they can hold the fort and beckon you towards them in moments you fall asleep and vice versa. And that's why I love to see the game of relationship and life and the breakdowns as gateways to breakthroughs because they're never going to stop. But every time I have a massive breakdown in my relationship, the ego flares up and says, oh my God, run away. It's not going to work. It's never going to (laughs) work. Whatever it's going to be, whatever, separation syndrome. (laughs) But then I come back in and I'm like, oh, wait, there's a breakthrough on the other side of this. Where is the opportunity for love, for more growth, for divine union? And every single time, thank God, <laughs> we, because we've got the same context yeah. of the true purpose of life and evolution being, you know, the main driver of that, we always come to the most beautiful breakthrough from a pretty intense mm. breakdown. And we are always oh, left yeah. recommitted, re-inspired, more awake than we were before so Mm. just shouting out people just like you know it's time to reframe those breakdowns (laughs) as such beautiful angel orchestrations for you yeah and and think of it and think of it too our relationships we're, we're creating the new templates for the new earth relationships so you know we're as we're in these relationships with our lovers or, you know, even our kiddos or friends, whatever it is, we're literally changing the matrix. We're creating grids. We're co-creating the new earth relationship. So there's many years of conditioning, millennia of conditioning 
that's within the human relationship, right? So bows to you, sister. So thank you and your husband both <laughs> for what you're doing. I know it can be challenging. <laughs> Very confronting at times. Totally. One of my favorite quotes is, we're the ones who are going to template this and put it on Instagram for everyone to see. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> Working on it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, Anna, I would love you to speak to yeah. some ideas, your personal ideas on what an ascension diet looks like, because we are of the philosophy that you are what you eat and what we eat affects the expression of our DNA and every element of our human experience should be um, should be in alignment with this idea of ascension and clearing your mind. So what does your diet look like and what are your ideas of how that affects your mental, emotional, spiritual process? All right, guys. So I eat organic as much as possible and I am predominantly vegetarian. Now there is times when I'm going through massive upgrades or there's something going on where I'll be guided to eat organic meat. Now, when that happened in the beginning, I was, cause I was vegetarian for a while and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> why am I being guided to eat meat? What's going on in your trickery? Right. Um, and I was just so out of my body. I was ungrounded. I was foggy. I couldn't focus. Like there was, there were some minerals. Like I was like, literally like around my mouth, I had these dry patches and I was like, what is going on here? Like I'm taking multivitamins, I'm eating greens, I'm doing all this stuff, but like it, it only went away when I ate meat. It was so weird. And then once I was done, I didn't eat it anymore. I didn't need it, but it was just for that face. So guys, I'm going to tell you, this is not a one size fits all. This is not a mm. cookie cutter process. You have to do what the now is asking of you. Okay. So I'll tell you this too, when you're integrating Comfort food sometimes sounds good because your body needs to relax so you can integrate the energies. Now, your ego may come in and be like, we don't eat that way. We are paleo. We are freaking whatever we are. I don't know. There's so many, there's so so many many diets out there. Yeah, there's so many diets. Oh, no, I can't do that because I have to honor this diet, even though your body's like, please just let me eat this freaking carb, you know, so I can chill out. Just listen to the body because this is energy, guys. And sometimes, hey, maybe we need mashed potatoes to ground. Maybe we need a denser meal to help us get in the body, you see, and help relax the body so the energies can move. Maybe today we need just smoothies, right? So what I suggest is, of course, organic non-GMO, don't get stuff with pesticides, right? All of this kind of stuff. Buy what you can that is clean and local, right? But honor your body, honor what your higher self is guiding you to eat if you need to ground or whatever it is and try, do your best to stay present with any form of judgment that arises with whatever you're eating. Whatever judgment arises is simply an aspect that needs more love, okay? But all I will say is this is not a one size fits all. To please bless your food before you eat, bless your water, everything holds intent Um, and just honor your body guys, but just organic non-GMO and lighter, more vegetarian diet is what I would suggest. But again, you've got to listen to you, right? Speaking Uh, my language. Yeah. Speaking (laughs) the truth. (laughs) We have a massive concept of allowing your body's internal wisdom to be your compass through life, uh, your intuition through life with every aspect, but also a lot with your food, because you're right. Every day can be needing something different. We live spontaneously in this universe. So of course, that's going to be communicated through what our body's needs as well. And just on the note of blessing your food, which I'm a big believer in, because as you said, in the beginning of this podcast, everything's energy. So um, I want to offer our listeners this cute little ritual my family, uh, myself and my family does, which is 
opening every meal with a gratitude circle, even if it's just me and my son or my husband, or if it's we're at our family farm where they live in community and there's usually about 15 of us, every single meal, no matter what, we hold hands and we start with everybody mentioning something they're grateful for. And like we did in the meditation you offered us earlier in this episode, you can just feel your heart opening, your mind opening, your cells, your digestive system. Everything starts to open and expand. And guess what? That relaxed, open-hearted, heart-centered space is the ultimate place to ingest the minerals and vitamins and and everything that food is offering you is medicine for the mind and the body. So I just love that practice. And I hope that anyone listening to this that resonates with that takes it on. Why not? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's really that's fun. beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Absolute pleasure. I have one more question. Yeah. I know we're going to wrap up soon. Yeah. What What are your concepts and approaches around parenting a little, I'm assuming, starseed, <laughs> very clever little soul that chose you as a <laughs> yeah. mama? What are some core approaches you use with your child to usher them along with you into this new program, this new world program, as you like to call it? Yeah, guys. So I teach her about the heart center and about emotions. So anytime she's having like a little tantrum or something like that, or she's, she does this thing where she puckers out her lips and she puts her hands on her hip. Now that's the new oh thing. Oh my God, that must be and so cute. I'm like, honey. How can you take that seriously? It's it, like, it is cute. Oh, you just want to attack on kisses. Like, she is, right. I'm just like, she has no idea right now how cute <laughs> But uh, I, I t- I'll tell her, I'll, I'll just be like, honey, that is not from your heart center. Okay. I was like, so let's go to our heart. And I have like these little jingles I sing. I'll be like, close your eyes, open your heart. It's all right. You know, I'll say, I'll come up with these cute little songs. So I teach her about the heart and I tell her that the unicorns are there, the fairies and the angels, all the magic's in her heart center. So I make it really special and glittery, right? If you got a, if you got a boy, you know, Trucks, you can put garbage trucks, there's knights or dragons. Yeah. yeah. My boy whatever. loves glitter. So that would yeah. probably still work with him. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. Go him. So I, that's what my teacher is about her heart. And that when she's upset that we just need to take some breaths and that we need to go to our heart center. That's what, that's what I teach her. But here's the thing too, is what she'll do. If I, if I tell her to do something or if her, me and her dad are talking, she'll be like, mom, that is not from your heart center. And I'm, I'm literally talking about like love or something, but she's just mimicking me, which is great. But that's what I teach her is just to go to the heart, to take deep breaths. And sometimes she'll even meditate with us. Most of the time it's with Michael, my boyfriend, but she'll just sit in his lap while he meditates and she'll just sit there. Is she actually meditating? No, but she's around that energy. Mm-hmm. She's understanding about meditation, right? Or she'll even mimic us because they're, they're great mimickers, right mm-hmm. guys? Um, she'll sit down and do her little mudra and she'll be like, I'm meditating, mom. I'm meditating. And I'm like, okay, awesome. It's getting instilled to our subconscious. So please know this parents, your kids are watching you. Everything's going into their subconscious without a filter. So fill it with love, fill it with unity, fill it with everything because they're observing you. If you're a basket case, I mean, if you can't control your emotions, they're seeing that and they're observing that and they they don't know how to do it. So maybe you sit down and talk to them. Hey, you know, I'm working on frustration today. I'm a little frustrated right now. Um, let's work together on this. Are you frustrated? Are you feeling a little upset? And you guys can come up with like a plan of how you guys together are going to work on your frustration or your sadness or whatever. You kind of make like a powwow about it. But the best thing to do, guys, is to teach with your way of being, mm. to teach them about the heart, to teach them about love mm-hmm. and how to shorten 
their little refractory period of triggers and tantrums and all of that, if that makes oh, sense. Completely. It's the same formula with the husbands and the boyfriends. It's like the best way to <laughs> hold out your hand is an invitation to the 5D is to just be, be yeah. all those things rather yes. no one wants to be preached at. Yes. And I hope that this all comes across in our podcast as well by us just sharing stories and ideas and rather than preaching concepts, it's really just about being that and everyone has their own way of getting there and what that looks like and uh, brilliant. I mean, such incredibly powerful parenting advice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. What a little cutie. Uh, Jenna, do you have any more questions before we wrap up for Anna? Um, No, but I have an invitation for our listeners. All right. Love our invitations. Well, should should we ask Anna, last question for you, where can our audience follow you, get hold of you for a session? Um, I know you're on YouTube. You must be on Instagram. Do you have a website? Tell us everything because I know that people are going to be dying to just get in the mix with you. All right, guys. So you can find me at my website, which is awayoflight.org. I'm on Instagram at Anna E. Brown 7. I'm on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Anna Brown. And I do have a Facebook, which you can just type in Anna Brown, but I will tell you my main hub is Instagram. Instagram is my main hub. Oh, and also guys, you can find me on Patreon. So Instagram and Patreon are my two main hubs. Patreon is more of a paid platform, but you can find me there at patreon.com forward slash Anna Brown 7. Thank you. Thank you. you. And I just (laughs) love to have you. I have to confess, Jenna and I are obsessed with your Instagram. We stalk you all the time. And the the level of authenticity and freshness of information on your videos and posts, uh, you can just feel it coming through. It's so genuine. It's so real. It's so you. And I really value that in a world of (laughs) trite. It's really beautiful. I want to add to that too that (laughs) it's like, even watching your videos, it like anchors. So if some, if you're kind of spinning out of control, you're in 4d, you're in 3d, you don't know what's happening. I feel like just by watching one of your videos, just like your voice, it's like it anchors you in that higher vibration. And it's a really powerful medicine that you're putting out in the form of videos. I don't know if you even realize like how powerful it is. It's true. And because the Im- oh, I have goosebumps. Uh, no, really, like the information <laughs> you. which you're channeling, even if one person may not be too familiar with the language of the 5D, it still resonates on some deep knowing on that yeah. level where your soul's like, you're right, this, mm-hmm. there's massive truth to this. So it's, it's very powerful. It's undeniable stuff. when you watch your videos. It's just undeniable. Oh, gosh, guys. Get out of here. Stop it. Thank you guys so much. I'm so humbled and honored to be with you. Thank you guys. You're a beautiful That's why we wanted you on this (laughs) podcast for sure. (laughs) Well, okay. So now to segue, I do have an invitation for our listeners around this, which is next time you feel like you're flailing or you feel like you're (laughs) not in your body or you're having trouble really embodying that higher self. Um, watch one of Anna's videos. That's my invitation to you because I really want our listeners to understand this magical effect of just being anchored in the 5D by just watching one of Anna's videos. So that is my challenge. I'm taking it on. No problem there. <laughs> won't, won't see me dragging my heels. Yeah, and guys, what, yeah, and one thing too is guys, like what you were saying, like sometimes you're like, if someone in 3D may not, might not even understand what you're saying. I've heard that a lot. Like, hey, when I first started watching your videos, you were a little too much for me. Like I wasn't sure, right? But they're like, something was there. And it's 
what you're feeling. Sometimes you may not understand like logically what I'm saying, but the energy, that's why I say, trust the energy, my friends. Presence speaks louder Mm -hmm. than words because anybody can do lip service, but what's the energy behind the words? Yeah, Yeah. beautiful. So true. And Anna, do you have any practice someone could take on on the daily to help usher them into the 5D? I'll say, if you want a paradigm shift and you want a paradigm shift right now, celebrate every moment like it's your birthday. (laughs) Every moment like it's your birthday. Celebrate. like, And that takes a lot of courage. And I know it's very radical, but celebrate every moment as if it's your birthday and watch your reality change. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And enroll everyone in the idea that it's your birthday as well. <laughs> the yeah, cakes yeah, and balloons yeah. and partying all yeah. night. I love that. Yeah. Massages, yes. presents. Celebrate your existence. <laughs> yes. So, that. and here, and I'll tell you the secret behind this, because I know we're cutting off short, but that's the, the vacuum of polarity. Whenever you bring the opposite vibration into a lower vibration, it transforms instantly into the higher vibration if it's authentic and pure. Does that make so sense? Do you think it's going to it's going so to transfer into the higher vibration versus like neutralize in any kind of way? Oh, it'll that's the polarity, but that's the vacuum of polarity. So if I bring celebration into into something else such as depression, it'll start to transform if it's authentic. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Love it. If that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Really powerful note to end it's on. It's the opposite. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that concludes our interview for today. Anna, thank you for guiding us through this important process, more important than anything else, really. So thank you so, so much. We really appreciate your time. So grateful for the work you do and for you being you. So really happy that you've joined us and everybody listening to this episode. If this helps you you and you resonated with it, please help us and our heart mission by spreading this word and spreading the good love, light, and consciousness. Share this episode, leave us a review, help us grow, and join the community. Lots of love. Thank you for joining us, and we will have you with us next week. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have an awesome week. 